We're live. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another exciting episode of the Matthew Paris Show. I'm your host, Matthew Paris. Um, before we get started, make sure you click that subscribe button. Uh, it's always a great time here on the Matthew Paris Show. We call it, we talk sports. We talk Houston sports. We talk all kinds of sports. It's the sporting news show where you want to go and get your information. So uh, let's get right into it. Let's talk about the MLB divisional round. Uh, it is heating up. We have game three today at 4.07 p.m. between the Atlanta Braves and the Philadelphia Phillies. That series is tied 1-1. Uh, we also have today uh, at 6.07 p.m. We have the Houston Astros and the Minnesota Twins. Uh, game four, Houston leads that series two games to one. And then today, uh, the later game, we have game three of the Arizona uh, Diamondbacks, Los Angeles Dodgers with Arizona leads 2-0. Um, so, yeah, the postseason is heating up. But let's talk about the, uh, the Texas Rangers and the Baltimore Orioles. Well, you know, I had the Baltimore Orioles possibly going into the World Series. Uh, so did everybody else. So did sports writers. So did journalists. Um, Baltimore was favored to go into the World Series, I believe, with the Atlanta Braves. But it doesn't look like that's the case anymore. Uh, two of the top teams that started out hot, uh, Tampa Bay Rays, that were 13-2. and two, They are out of it. They got knocked out in the wild card round. And now the Baltimore Orioles are out of it. Um, this is reported by ESPN. Um, it says right here, despite the Orioles' ALDS loss, the future is bright for them. Um, that is true. Last year, they had a 100-season loss. This year, they had a 100-season win. That's, I think, the quickest turnaround for a, uh, a baseball organization. Uh, this is reported in Arlington. This look, the looks on the faces of those 46,000 Baltimore Orioles fans are uh, as they quietly exited Camden Yards on Sunday after a discouraging loss, uh, this is in Baltimore, uh, to the Rangers, was not one of anger but of sadness. The fans, this one they were down 0-2 uh, to the Texas Rangers. The fans of Baltimore, a town, a, a provincial town, a brick town, it's a neighborhood town, had waited almost a decade to celebrate the return of October baseball. Uh, after such a painful rebuild, instead of 11 walks later, a giant orange mass of people walked into the darkness in stunned silence. You know, just uh, you don't ever know in playoff baseball. It's 0-0. You know, anything could happen. Even the best teams could get knocked out. The number one ranking team could get knocked out, which it happened. The Baltimore Orioles were the American League East uh, champions. It says right here, the 11-8 loss. This is game two. Uh, it was 9-2 in the third inning. Dropped the Orioles into a 2-0 hole in the best of five American League divisional series against the Texas Rangers. With the series heading to Arlington, and considering the magic in which the relentless Texas Rangers have been playing this postseason, many of those fans sense there would be no more baseball this season at Camden Yards. Uh, they were right. The Orioles lost 7-1 in Game 3 on Tuesday, uh, ending the season and marking the first time since star catcher Adelie Rutschman debuted on May 21, 2022, that the Orioles had been swept in a series of any length, but yet when the season ended Tuesday night at Globe Life Field, the Orioles clubhouse was not in stunned silence. It was uh, a wash in the feeling that it's a still remarkable season just didn't end as expected. Again, you never know about the postseason. It's uh, October, you know, October baseball. Uh, did manager Brandon Hyde view it as a successful season? How can I not, he said. We won 101 games. We won the East. Uh, we defied the odds. No one gave us a chance. We played really well at all season. That is true. He's, uh, he's right about that. This is the Baltimore Orioles manager. 
And they did. Two years after finishing 39 games out of fourth place, the second team ever to finish that far behind the next worst team in the league or a division. The Orioles swiftly uh, 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 played better baseball in Baltimore with swashbuckling style of play. Young, hungry, and athletic players who pushed the action every night on the bases at the plate and on the mound. They had the best record in the American League two years after having the worst record. Joining the 1967-69 Mets as the only teams, two teams in Major League history to win 100 games in the same three-year period in which they lost 100 games. Uh, that's impressive. That's the uh, 1969 New York Miracle Mets. The fans thought the momentum might carry the Orioles to the American League Championship Series and maybe the, to the World Series. Um, it didn't end the way we wanted, but it was a special season, said outfielder Austin Hayes who had endured a lot of losing before the Orioles broke through last year. It was fun. It was the most fun I've ever seen a team have. The first playoff game at Camden Yards was amazing. Uh, a lot of fans, you know, uh, over 48,000 fans at Camden Yards. We made great development all year, rookie shortstop Gunnar Henderson said. This was a good step in the right direction. This is going to fuel us for next season. we got to get better to make a World Series push. Um Compared to many of the other 2023 postseason squads, the Orioles were just young and inexperienced for October. Though Hyde refused to blame those attributes, other guys just play. And despite another round of questions about whether the five days off between the end of the regular season and the beginning of the postseason are good or bad for a top seed. Hyde refused to blame that either. To stay sharp, the Orioles played two inter-squad games, one of which was open to the public. About 2,000 fans showed up. Um... So, yeah, I think the Orioles are going to be a uh, quiet contender maybe next year and then the year after. Uh, they're rebuilding. They did really well. They clinched the American League uh, East Championship. And we'll see what happens there. Now, with, uh, with the Rangers, they move on to the, uh, to the American League Championship Series, hopefully, hopefully against my Houston Astros. Uh, I think that's what everybody wants to see. I think it will be a Lone Star State uh, ALCS, which will be fun. Cross-state rivals, who will, who will be the best in the, in the state of Texas in the South. Um, so the Texas Rangers lineup look unstoppable early in the season. It's red hot once again at the perfect time. Uh, so their lineup is pretty good. They, I think the Texas Rangers have won five straight. Uh, this is reported by Yahoo Sports. It's not just recently biased the way something ends has a disappropriate impact on the evolution of it. Maybe it's because we're raised on coherent narratives and the idea of building to a conclusion. What happens first is just setting the stage for late. Not so for baseball teams working their way through a 162-game schedule. Oh, certainly the season has a narrative. But it doesn't have to make sense. In order to which uh, events unfold is not meaningful reflect of any essential truth. Um... Through the first two games of the 2023 Major League Baseball season, the Texas Rangers scored 27 runs, the most in the league, if you can believe it. Uh, through May, the Rangers have scored the most runs of any team through June. They had scored the most runs of any team through July. They had scored the most runs of any team. They started August with an eight-game winning streak, but then from late August into September, they lost 16 of 19 games, falling from first in the divisional uh, round down to third in August. They were 12th in run scored in September. They were 11th. Uh, the Houston Astros actually beat them out to be the AL West champions. Uh, they entered a four-game series against Seattle on the last week of the season, needed to win just two games to secure the American League's coveted two seed. They won one elsewhere. The Houston Astros swept the Diamondbacks, and the Rangers fell to the five seed after getting shut out in, in, 
game 162, which was the last game of the year. Uh, a little more than a week later, commentators worried what it means for the uh, sport that, that lowly Rangers, a wild card team, served the best in the American League, Baltimore Orioles. Their first sweep since mid-May of last season to advance the American League Championship Series. In front of the first home crowd they've seen in weeks. The Rangers won 7-1. It's their fifth straight victory this October. They're eighth away from the franchise's first championship. Um, so, yeah, how, how, uh, how sweet it is for them. General manager Chris Young planned to shortcut his way to a uh, competitor by appointing top-of-the-line pitching in the offseason again at the deadline. This was going to be the difference between the 2022 teams that lost 94 games with the ninth-worst ERA in baseball and the one that hoped to uh, contend this year. It's how he convinced future Hall of Famer manager Bruce Botney that this club could win. And on Tuesday, one of those offseason additions, uh, Nathan, sorry if I mispronounced this, Evaldi, demonstrated the value and subscribed to a never-enough pitching approach to the market against the Orioles, who acted conservatively in supplementing their staff. Uh, Ivaldi gave up just one run across seven innings, receiving a mid-game curtain call from the Arlington fans who came to see their team play in his first playoff game in the new ballpark, Globe Life Stadium. Uh, but it's the lineup that has propelled the Rangers into the ALCS for the third time in franchise history. The lineup obliterated the Tampa Bay Rays and Orioles, building up enough of a cushion that even a shaky bullpen could breathe easy. The lineup that outscored the Orioles by 74 runs in the regular season, that lineup is the average of 6.4 runs per game this postseason compared to 3.33 runs per game for the other 11 playoff teams and 4.22 runs per game for the six other playoff teams that remain. Uh, on Tuesday, the unassuming Corey Seager followed the uh, unassumingly productive performance in Baltimore, in which he set a postseason record with five walks in one game. By hitting a 445-foot home run on the third pitch he saw, it was one of three balls hit at, last, at least 418 feet by the Rangers on that night. Only one player in the lineup didn't have a hit. Um, yeah, no, I remember I watched, uh, I was at work and I watched Corey Seager um, uh, hit that home run in uh, Globe Life Park uh, against the Baltimore Warriors. Uh, through five games this postseason, the Rangers have uh, trailed the only half an inning. In the second game of the divisional series, they fell behind 2-0 in the bottom of the first before scoring five in the top of the second. They're red hot, but they're also just a really good team. That's, this is true. They're sporting a $214 million payroll and the second largest regular season run uh, differential in the American League. They had six players appear in the All-Star game this season, all of whom are still healthy, and for a large part of the early season, they looked unstoppable. Two rounds into the postseason, they look unstoppable again. And just nine days after they could scratch across a run or two to save their season, it's coming to an even more adventurous time. Um, again, hopefully uh, hopefully the Astros can beat the Twins tonight and they can move on to the American League Championship Series. That way we could have a Lone Star State American League Championship Series of who is the best baseball team in Texas right now. Um Let's see here. Uh, the Arizona Diamondbacks lead the Los Angeles Dodgers in that series two games to zero. Arizona could close it out at 8.07 tonight. They're the later game, so we'll see about that. And the series is tied between game three between the Atlanta Braves and the Philadelphia Phillies. I originally have the Atlanta Braves going to the World Series, so we'll see about that. So um, the divisional round, it's heating up. We're coming to a close in October. October baseball, it's a great time in the fall. Um, we have... Uh, just a lot of fun. So hopefully, uh, 
my uh, Houston Astros can get it done, and, and we'll see. We'll see what happens there. Get to the American League Championship Series against the Texas Rangers. So we'll see what happens there. Um, let's move on real quick. Let's move on to uh, football. Let's move on to the NFL. We have right here, this is reported by CNN, uh, Sergio Brown, he, uh, former NFL player Sergio Brown, taken into custody in connection with his mother's death. That's not very good. Um, Sergio Brown used to play for the Indianapolis Colts. Former NFL, it says right here, reported by CNN, former NFL player Sergio Brown, whose mother was found dead last month near her suburban Chicago home, has been taken into custody by authorities in connection with her death. A law enforcement source familiar with the investigation told CNN. Brown, who traveled to Mexico, who was, uh, was deported Tuesday and taken into custody by U.S. law enforcement officers near San Diego. The source said, based on an arrest warrant issued in Illinois, police in San Diego are working to transfer Brown from Southern California to the Chicago area, the source said. Uh, Mexican law enforcement officers have known Brown's whereabouts since at least September 19th. The source said it deported him after authorities in Illinois finally obtained an arrest warrant pertaining to the death of Brown's mother. San Diego Sheriff's Department inmate records indicate Brown was in the agency's custody Wednesday morning and being held on a felony fugitive arrest warrant. Authorities discovered the body of a 73-year-old uh, Myrtle Brown on September 16th after relatives alerted police they'd been unable to find or contact her or her son. Then the Maywood Police Department said in a news release. Uh, her body was found near a creek behind her home in Maywood, about 11, 11 miles from Chicago, according to the department. Uh, the Cook County Medical Examiner Office determined Myrtle Brown died from injuries related to an assault, and the manner of death was ruled a homicide, according to spokesperson Natalia, uh, sorry if I mispronounce this, Deviani. Sergio Brown, 35, played defensive back for Notre Dame before signing with the uh, New England Patriots as an undrafted free agent in 2010. He played seven seasons in the NFL as a member of the Patriots, Indianapolis Colts, Jacksonville Jaguars, and Buffalo Bills. Um, yeah, so that's a uh, that's a unfortunate. However, you know, hopefully uh, Sergio Brown get the help he needs. Um, says right here, a day after his mother was found dead, Sergio Brown's brother took to social media, asked for helping in finding him. My brother Sergio is still missing. Nick Brown wrote on Instagram. If anyone knows where he is, I want him to know that I love you and to please come home. Uh, it's sad but hopeful time, and we will get through this together. Nick Brown wrote. Um, so yeah, it's very, it's very, uh, very unfortunate, very sad. So we'll see what happens with uh, with that case. Um, let's talk about let's talk about C.J. Stroud for a minute. The Houston Texans C.J. Stroud. Of course, we all know against the game against Atlanta, he had 249 yards, one touchdown, zero interceptions. Um, it says right here on three on three, uh, Aaron Rodgers, who's actually out for a season, who uh, torn tore his uh, leg in the first series of the first game against the, uh, I believe it was against uh, who the New York Jets play. I think it was the Kansas City Chiefs that first one uh, where they tore it, where he tore it. It could be a third team, but I could be wrong about that. Uh, but he says right here about C.J. Brown, Houston, Texas rookie quarterback C.J. Stroud has admired NFL veteran Aaron Rodgers, it seems. The former Green Bay Packers turned New York Jets quarterback had, has had some extra time to watch the NFL in 2023 as he's recovering from a torn Achilles that he believes he can get back from before the end of the season. Okay, so he tore his Achilles. He believes he can get it back before the end of the season. We'll see about that. 
Uh, regardless, Rodgers has been, uh, been like the common man on Sunday afternoon, watching football and making his opinion known. He joined the Pat McAfee show on Tuesday. Rodgers was asked about the awesome start of the former Ohio State quarterback off to the, into the NFL, and he elaborated on why he believes Stroud has been so impressive. It's incredible, it really is. You know, ball security is job security, and he's done an incredible job of that. Rodgers started. I would be interested to look at how many, I think, because they track this, and again, I think some of it's subjective in nature, but they track the number of like turnover-worthy plays, and to be interested to see how many throws um, how many throws were in that category, because I feel like overall he's been doing a fantastic job of taking care of the football. Um, that's, you know, part of the job of quarterback is ball security, like Aaron Rodgers said. Not like having plays there, oh, that should have been picked, or that was a bad read. I don't feel like it the few times I see him on the red zone channel. When the games have been on, he hasn't been making bad decisions. It's just, again, I don't, know, I don't know him at all, but from afar, I do appreciate he seems to be a really humble kid. He's got his head screwed on the right way. He's a tough kid. Um, let's see here. A lot of people are uh, were dogging the Texans. They're going to be terrible, but what D'Amico's done there, especially after an 0-2 start and coming back and winning a couple of big games, uh, they beat the Pittsburgh Steelers 30-6, a game which I thought they were going to lose. I think a lot of other people thought they were going to lose. They had a tough one at, there at the end. C.J. led an incredible drive to put them ahead of the end of the game. They just couldn't stop them where they're on the last drive. But, man, 186 throws without a pick to start a career. That's phenomenal. I think the most important stat is it's not like he's throwing for 150 yards a game. He was averaging, I think, 300 a game before his, this last game. So big props to CJ. Great start to his career. And, again, ball security is job security. Um, so there, right there, Aaron Rodgers is giving uh, C.J. Stroud a lot of a lot of props. C.J. Stroud's getting a ton of props for the start of his career, but getting them from Aaron Rodgers is special. He looked to continue his impressive rookie season as the Texans look to make a surprise run at the playoff moving forward. Um, so yeah, you know, I originally had the Texans winning 68 games and have them missing the playoffs, but I don't know now. Uh, but we'll see. We'll see what the next game brings. Um, believe. The Houston Texans have, uh, let's see here. Yeah, so Houston Texans next play the New Orleans Saints on Sunday at noon. So we'll see what that game brings. Uh, it's going to be a fun, fun game to watch, and we'll see what that that game brings. Um, so, yeah, that's uh, that's about it for our show of the Matthew Paris Show. Um, again, guys, make sure you hit the like and subscribe button, and uh, I'll see you guys very, very soon um, on the next episode. All right, guys, take care. Bye.